Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. We're a church family in North Carolina with a vision for people to experience the grace of Jesus, be filled with the Father's love, and to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's this week's message from Chapel Hill. I just want you to know that this Christmas, Jesus has a gift. He has a gift for you. And um, this box right here has something in it that I feel like the Lord wanted somebody here to have. And um, so we just thank you for this, Lord. Alicia, it's the gift that the Lord got for you today. I want you to I want you to go ahead and pull the ribbon there and open that up. Who loves to just watch people open presents on Christmas? Isn't it just awesome? What do you find inside there? The dove. The dove. The dove is the international symbol of peace. And this morning and during this Christmas season, the Father in heaven has already given and wants to manifest more in all of our lives the gift of his peace. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote in John 14, 27, listen to this. I am leaving you with a gift. Everybody say a gift. Just as is represented the gift to Alicia, peace of mind. Everybody put your hand on your forehead. This is make this connection. Peace of mind and of now put it over your heart and of heart. Peace of mind. Who needs that this morning? We all do, don't we? Peace of mind and of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or scared. Don't be troubled or afraid. I see that bumper sticker that's in rural North Carolina that says, ain't scared. Don't be troubled and ain't scared or be afraid. The Passion Translation, I love the way it says it. Look at this at the same verse. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world but my perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace. It's perfect. It's not fragile. It won't break. Circumstances can't change it because that peace is not yours. It's his. And see, he gives it to you as a gift. But here's the key. It's very, very important. Everybody's afraid. That's normal. Every soldier can tell you that who's ever gone to battle. No soldier has ever gone to battle in this right, Darren, and they didn't have fear. It's not the fear that's the problem. It's what you do with the fear. And Jesus says, don't yield. Punch your neighbor and say, don't uh, tap your neighbor. Tap your neighbor and say, don't yield. Don't yield to fear in 2024 or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, what? Like Joshua, be strong and very courageous, Kenda. Be strong, be bold, be courageous, How can I do that? Because his peace, he gives to you as a gift. That night, Luke 2 from the Christmas story, Luke 2 verse 8. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, you love the suddenly. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord 
appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Oh, I love the Christmas story. Because I love that we have a supernatural God. One sentence here, the Christmas story that everybody knows and celebrates. An angelic encounter followed by the manifest presence called the glory of God. It's in this room here this morning. It surrounded them. And guess what happened next? They were terrified. Did you know? Now, listen, it's not just what the world or the devil can do that makes you afraid. Sometimes God starts moving in your life and it requires the opposite of fear. That's called faith. There's some people in this room that God's going to move in 2024 at such a pace and in such a way that if you're not careful and stay attuned to the spirit, you'll begin to default into, oh, I'm scared. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'm not sure if God is big enough. That's the insecurity speaking that will try to rule your heart. But Jesus is saying to you right now at this Christmas time, don't be afraid. Because like these shepherds who are on the job, like Kenny and Marty and Chuck, they're driving the bus and there's an angel in the road. They're taking care of their, their sheep. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And there's an angel. And instead of going, oh, praise God, there's an Hey, Chuck, did you say an angel? Oh, praise God, there's an angel. And being like, no, they're afraid. Let's read further. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will bring great, great joy to all people. What's happening with you in 2024, if you will step into it with faith and not fear, this is going to be the result. I promise you, this is going to be the result. It's going to be good news, which is another word for the gospel, you know. The good news for the Christians. It'll be good news. And even not only your household, but the people around you are going to respond with great joy. Like, wow, who is this? What happened here? I remember when we first moved to Chapel Hill real quick, we rented a house. Well, we were looking for a house to rent. We found the house to rent. We had a realtor who was Catholic. She's a beautiful lady, awesome realtor. She was helping us. And it came time to move out of the rental. We had to buy, we had to find a place to go. So we were looking at the rental market. We found a house a block over to buy. And there was so much favor on it even though there was a lot of fear connected with it. The fear was, okay, I haven't paid this much for a house before. Now, lest you think that we live in a mansion, it's not that. It's just that for us and our standards, it was much more than what we had paid before. There was a lot of fear. I called my pastor. I'm like, Byron, what do you think, man? He goes, well, you got to live somewhere, you know, <laughs> the great wisdom from the learned, the wise pastors. You got to live somewhere, Matthew. What else are you going to do? You're either going to pour your money into rent or you buy this place and step out in faith. And as we did, our realtor began to say to us, how is this happening with y'all? She said, I've been doing real estate in Chapel Hill for 25 years and I've never seen a deal like this. This just doesn't happen. I'm telling that story because the similar thing is about to happen to many in this room. You're going to step in and there will be great joy with like a realtor or a co-worker or a brother or a sister. Like, whoa, how, what, what is happening? 
And it's going to open a door for you to tell good news. Oh, well, let me tell you about why this is happening. There's good news. Jesus is real. He loves you so much. And the angel was joined. Okay, I got ahead of myself. They said uh, they'll bring great news, great joy to all people. And the, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. There's going to be signs. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, there's another suddenly. Pay attention to the suddenlies in scriptures because suddenlies are coming upon many of you. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. Here's a principle in the God's spiritual world. Like attracts like. The poles of a magnet, opposites attract. But in the spiritual world, like attracts like. If there's one angels, it attracts other angels. That's why when we lift our voices to praise the King of Kings, Jesus, we lift him up like we did this morning. You can sense that there's something spiritually happening in the room. Because like attracts like. And the same is true in your life. When you step out of fear... In the faith, you walk through the doors God's given you. All of a sudden, it's like a multiplication effect. Because like attracts like, the angelic even will be reality within this place where you are. Sorry about my voice, y'all. I'm just getting excited. So they were joined by the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. You see, angels are attracted to the activity of God in your life. And not only that, but the Bible says here it was the armies of heaven. Who needs some big, giant, massive war angels working on your behalf? You need, we don't battle against flesh and blood by war. We're not talking about humans. We're talking about demonic principalities that need to be destroyed. We're talking about addictions. We're talking about generations of unbelief we're talking about lots of things like that you see the angels are the armies that go to battle on your behalf in order that those things be destroyed we prophesy it into your life in the 20 and 24 so when the angels had returned to heaven the shepherds said to each other hey let's go to bethlehem let's see this thing that has happened which the lord has told us about They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. The same's going to be about your testimony. People are going to be blown away. Wow. But listen to this, and here's where the faith comes in. But Mary kept all these things where? In her heart. You remember it's peace of mind and peace of what? Peace of heart. It's the wellspring of life, the Proverbs say, is the heart. And thought about them often. She's got both of those. She needs peace of mind, her thoughts, and she ponders them in her heart. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. You see, it took peace of mind and heart for Mary to go through what God had for her. 
We read it as this glossy, fun, beautiful Christmas story, but you got to remember it involves an unplanned pregnancy. In a culture, in the series, what I went through about women in first century Israel, this is messy. This is scandalous. But Mary rejected fear because the peace of God had been given as a gift to her when the angel encountered her. And she said, yes. Say yes in your heart this morning. Say, God, yes. I say yes to whatever it is that you have for me. I receive your gift by faith. Because just like Mary, this will be the same for many of you in this coming season. Again, peace of mind. What is that? Well, we know 1 Timothy 1, 7, the sound mind. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Um, one preacher has often said, this is, this is really where the battle's at. It's the battlefield of the mind. But like I said, yeah, but the battlefield of the mind, whatever you think about, is the fruit of something else. And it's those things that you have pondered here. Now, you can ponder them for ill or for profit. You can ponder them into the negative. Oh, well, I could never do that. I can't see how God's going to do that. How could God possibly save my brother where he's been? How can God use me in the way that he's spoken to me about? Whatever it is, this is an issue of the heart. And remember, again, the Bible says it is where the wellspring of life is. I'm not talking about the organ in your chest. I'm talking about your spirit man. Everything in the Bible comes down to a matter of one thing, and that is a matter of the heart. Remember King David, the greatest king of Israel? The Bible says that despite all of his his failures, and they were large, I mean, he stole a man's wife, committed adultery, and then had him murdered. Can you get much worse than that? That's what this man did. But through his repentance and his brokenness, he wrote some of the greatest scripture in the Psalms that we could possibly possess. And not only that, but God used him because he had a call in his life. And in the New Testament, it looks back in hindsight and says, David was a man after God's own heart. Wherever you're at this morning, know that the same is true for you. You might say, yeah, but Matthew, you don't know what I've done or where I've been. Hey, listen, you're right. I don't, but I know who God is. I know how big his love is. I know the call and the destiny that he's put on your life. Second Thessalonians 3.16 says this. Now may the God of peace himself give you his peace at all times And in how many situations? In every situation. I've I've often thought, man, I'm glad it's Jesus' peace because mine is not very good. It's not peace. You don't have to work up peace. It's not something you got to like quote it enough and you'll get it. It's not something you got to do, get the case of the do-betters. I'm going to have tomorrow, I'm going to have better peace. No, it's a gift. It's a gift that he gives you for every situation because the Lord Emmanuel means he is with us, God with us. Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. To get more information, check out riverlifefellowship.com.